You are listening to Believe, Strive, Achieve, Endurance Podcast with Diogo Custodio. If this is your first time listening, then thanks so much for coming. Get ready and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Believe, Strive, Achieve, Endurance Podcast. My name is Diogo. I'm your host. Today, we have a special guest. He's a Portuguese coach. He used to be my coach. His name is Elder Milheiras. He's now in Tallinn for the first Ironman after the COVID uh, era. He's, um, he's there with an athlete, with a Portuguese athlete who last year raced Kona with an amazing performance. Um, and today he's going to tell us how is it be to be in the, the first big event um, with the COVID-19 situation, what kind of precautions he had to do, and to share with us a little bit of his um, experience as a coach and his, uh, his vision. So, Elder, first of all, thank you so much for uh, joining our podcast. How is everything with you? I'm okay. I'm right now I'm in, uh, in Tallinn, uh, as you know, and uh, we are just uh, about uh, 12 hours from the starting the race for Sergio Marques, which is my, my athlete racing here. So everything looks, looks nice, apart from the weather that might have some, some showers, light showers, we'll see. Do you see any um, any big difference from a normal race for for Tallinn with this current situation we're having right now? Um, not not that much. Tallinn is very calm regarding COVID. They don't have much cases, so if we go around the city walking or or running, you don't see any people wearing masks. So everything looks pretty calm, pretty safe. Uh, the only difference we noticed was uh, during the register. They, this, they didn't allow us to do the register whenever we wanted, so we had to go today. Even if we had, had gone there yesterday, they didn't allow us to make it. So it has to be, it has to be in a certain time slot. But apart from that and apart from the, from the bike check-in that was also some time slots, you, you don't see any difference and it looks like pretty, pretty the same as the other races. Not so much, not so many people. Uh, might be maybe 1,000 athletes for the two races. I'm not sure. I don't have the, the total start list for half, but I would say about 1,000 athletes overall. And how do you, you feel that the athletes are right now in terms of um, motivation, in terms of mood? Do you see any kind of big concerns in their faces? Or when you talk with them, do you see any big uh, concerns? And, and, uh, I, I just see they are very happy to race. Uh, we spoke with uh, we talked with some uh, some athletes today that from uh, from France from Helsinki from other places, and they were just glad they could do a, a race. Some of them were not uh, planning to race in Tallinn and just changed plans and decided to race in Tallinn. And um, people are are happy. You don't see anyone concerned or worried about COVID. Everyone is just happy to be racing again. Uh, Maybe the only concern is about the weather. I was, as I was telling you before, but um, it's a nice place. It's a nice city, not not crowded, so you don't have m many tourists over here. It's uh, pretty pretty empty. The cities, the roads, you don't have will not have much public on the on the roads, I guess. Um, but apart from that, it's going to be a, another Ironman day with not so many people as usual. Instead of maybe. 2,000 we'll get maybe 1,000 or 800, we'll, I don't know, we'll see tomorrow. Yeah, um, 
this is going to be the first Ironman event um, during this period. Did you guys need any kind of um, convention to do before the driving to Tallinn? Did you have to do any kind of specific uh, exam or something? Yes, that was a very big concern because right in the beginning, we we had no idea if we are going if we we were going to make the to Tallinn because they had a quarantine period of 14 days and every people had to stay 14 days in, in, uh, inside the hotel uh, unless we are we were from traveling from some countries uh, but Portugal was not one of those countries we had like more than 16 cases per, per 100,000 uh, inhabitants so they changed the rules and they decided that we had to do a first test before uh, flying up to 72 hours before the, the, the flight and that test had to become negative uh, and then once we arrived in Tallinn we would do in in the airport for first for September 1st 2nd and 3rd there were in the at the airport the laboratory uh, we had to do a second test and uh, in 12 hours we would have the results so if the two tests become negative we would uh, be free to to go outside and have restaurants go to restaurants everywhere Anyway, we could go, we could run outside even during that 12 hours, uh, but we could not be with, we should not be with other people, with other athletes or with other persons. But we arrived here at about 7 p.m. on the on the 1st of September. So we did the test. Uh, we had a, a very nice 50 meters long course swimming pool in the hotel. So we swam that day and uh, on the next morning, Eight o'clock. We already have the negative test, so everything went just as planned. Everything went fine then. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I, I know you guys. I know you. I know Sergio, and I know that until now, we, you guys, didn't know what what to expect for the season. Um, especially after Kona last year, when Sergio did an amazing race and an amazing performance, everything was just um, suspended for this season. And I know that. Sergio is going to try to fight to, to get a slot for Kona for next year. Um, how was the planning of the season for Sergio um, during all this pandemic period when he wouldn't know when he's going to race, when he needs, he needs to be in, in the peak of his form? Um, how did you manage to, um, to coach him with these kind of um, issues during the, this period? Well, up to, up to March, up to March it was pretty calm. We had uh, we had just uh, planned to the, we just follow we follow the, the plan as as, uh, as before. Um, we did the winter the winter bases and lots of uh, up and hills. Uh, everything went fine. When we came to February March, we start be aware that Lanzarote, which was the the plan A. Lanzarote was might be postponed because of Spain, uh, and we decided well we have to get a second chance, uh, Plan B, and the Plan B would do race the first race available uh, after Lanzarote. So mm -hmm. we were just wondering maybe Switzerland, maybe Tallinn. Tallinn was supposed to be August first, maybe August Tallinn. Maybe Finland, uh, but we had no idea when which one would go. And then we, when we decided that Tallinn probably would be the best option because they had no cases, we just waited and say, well, let's let's uh, register for Tallinn and let's um, 
cross fingers that Tallinn is going to come up with a good race. And um, well, that's what happened. We, of course, we didn't uh, plan the, the training uh, as if we, we were certain of that, but we decided to do a short a short pause when Sergio was, was father, when his baby uh, was mm -hmm. born. And then we decided to keep doing uh, the same kind of work well, we didn't pick. We didn't pick that much uh, in July or or August. Maybe we just decided to keep doing the work as if we were going to compete in uh, maybe end of August, maybe end of September, somewhere here. So we did lots of long intervals. I probably didn't push uh, long long distance running to Sergio long uh, running as I used to do in this in the other years. I spare his legs a little bit because this is not the race to to do like a hawaii or so so we we decided to to spare a little bit the body and um, anyway i guess he's ready for racing he's ready for pushing i'm not saying he's as fit as he was in hawaii i, I don't think he is but uh well it's the the first goal was to come here to be at the start line and race the second goal is to get the slot, and let's hope that the, that slot will come, that no problem will come up. And okay, we have to respect all the other athletes. Maybe some athletes are going to be stronger. We have to see. But he will do his work. He will push as much as he can, and uh, at the end we'll do the balance and check if he got the slot or not. I think that one of the best things that currently everyone is almost in the same step in terms of training, because in terms of facilities. Now almost anyone did get the, the chance to swim in a proper swimming pool. Um, I know Sergio is not an exception on that. So, how did you manage to um, to coach him, especially on the swim, when we didn't have any swimming pools during the, this this period? Let's be honest. I didn't care that much about the swim pool. I just asked Sergio to swim at the at the open water to swim open water. And we decided at least to he could go three days swimming at uh, open water. And uh, that could be nice because sometimes you do speed work, you do threshold, but you don't care much about doing continual long distance swimming. And since the open water is nice for that, we focus a little bit on doing long uh, Ironman pace and long swimming, continue spinning, swimming. And Sergio went uh, early in the morning to sometimes alone, most of times alone to swim in the in the sea. And uh, well, he's feeling pretty confident about the swim uh the couple of the last couple of weeks three weeks he he has been swimming in the swimming pool, pool swimming pool finally there was one swimming pool with a uh, with this with this club that uh, was uh, made available for athletes so he has joined the, the squad he has swum a little bit and um, but we didn't care really really much about the swim because if we can't do anything about that let's just forget and keep going swim in the sea keep focus on the on the on the bike and on the run and on the rest which is something i have to worry a lot with sergio because he, he can't rest a lot his business is really really mm -hmm. tight um, but i guess it's not going to be a, an issue well i'm not i'm not saying that he's going to swim much worse or much better just because he would go to the swimming pool or not i don't think so Probably we'll have a better swim or a worse swim, and it doesn't depend on swimming on a swimming pool or swimming on the open water. Mm -hmm. um, knowing Sergio the way I know, I know that he's he's quite a strong runner and has very strong cyclist also, but not as a strong 
um, swimmer. And in the past years, he did the qualification for Kona in some hard races like Lanzarote. Um, however, Tallinn is not a hard race as Lanzarote and as Kona, as you may know. Do you think that his performance will be, I would say, at this, not the same level because we know he's, on, he's not going to be at the same level, but do you think he can perform, I would say, 90% of what he usually does in this kind of um, flatter course, for example? Uh, well, flat courses are really, really hard. I don't like flat courses because uh, flat courses, you either you pace yourself very well or you do some kind of intervals, let's call it like that, to, to have some food, or sometimes you can have too much time on the aero bars pushing and it can become very, very hard. I don't like uh, flat courses at all. Uh, I know Sergio has a very nice aero position that could be good for, for flat courses, but uh, I don't like it that much. Uh, this is like a 300, uh, maybe 400 uh, meters uh, 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 on the bike is 400 meters. 400, and on the run should be about uh, maybe the the same. same. I think it's the same. Yeah. yeah so uh, <laughs> the run is going to be much much important, much more important. Um, well, I I think the biggest problem with this race is not the course. Is not it's not the wind. It's not the weather. Okay, the weather could be a little bit, but not that much. It's about the rest. We didn't rest like. When we go to Hawaii, we rest two weeks. We go to Hawaii, we stay two weeks in Hawaii, and we prepare the first week to rest and do easy training, and then we keep preparing the race. And here, we just have like two days. Uh, well, so <laughs> Sergio didn't stop working on the on the previous days, so sometimes it's much more a little matter of of sleeping, of having some rest, and not about the race itself. So um, I guess he rests a little bit in these two, two days. Uh, he did light training, very light training. We didn't push any, any much on this, any, any session on these two days. And um, we will discover if it was a, a good option or not. But as I told you before, the first goal was to be at the start line. I was not sure if we were going to make it to the start line. We did. So right now it's a matter of enjoying, racing, um, and do his best. And if there is any if there is any athlete that is better than him, congratulations, and we keep going and we keep pushing, and we'll go to Lanzarote 2021 again, and we certainly will go to Kona 2021 again. That'll be great, and I I hope one day I can join you guys. Um, I know that you and Sergio have been working together for like what. 10 years already, something like 12, that? 12 years, more or less. 12 years. How involved you have Sergio when you plan the, his training schedule? Do you like to involve him on the, on the training plan or do you like to just create the plan, plan and then send, send it to him? Uh, no. Actually, um, probably most people don't know, but we, we don't have that tight planning with Sergio. Uh, we talk. We decided to go on one race or another race. And uh, Sergio really trusts me a lot. So if we ask if Sergio usually sits with me and with a computer and uh, check when we are going to do the mesocycles and the, no, no, we don't do anything of that. We just go for a coffee and we talk a lot at the coffee and we decided let's do a little bit more of uh, off bike. Let's go with me a little bit more of volume, of speed, of running speed. Let's spare the, the, the volume. 
and we decide to do that like every every month every something like that every month we 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 talk a little then we we speak a lot uh how are you how is going how are you feeling how was the the last couple of weeks and we keep like uh, adding training after training and we we don't care that much if there was one session that was great and the other one was not we keep going we just keep going sergio there there is one thing that is really really important when when one point i know sergio very well because we have been working for a long time and sometimes it's not just about the it's not just about the um, the feedback it's just about the the words that sergio use when he give us feedback so if sergio sometimes when i ask you how was the training how you're feeling and said yeah we did it yeah it was okay well i i know that it was not that bad uh when the training is bad and sergio said well i did it but it was not that good so i know he performed but it was not he was not feeling well and when i don't ask anything and sergio tell me that the last running session or the last bike session was really good i know he's flying because sergio never never tells that the, the training was good so whenever sergio says the training was good it's because he's really flying and we have been noticing that in the couple of years in hawaii and other races uh so unfortunately he doesn't tell that every time so we have to live with that uh, he's not flying every time and um this time i don't believe he will be flying but i believe he will running running well and uh, and uh, racing and the bike will be okay so let's just hope that he has no mechanical problem that he has no flat and uh, that the rain is not that strong at least on the first of the first 90 minutes two hours because they came out of the water the water might be maybe 17 18 degrees it's not that that cold but with some light some light winds it can become a little bit colder but i'm uh, i'm just uh, just confident that we're going to have a, a nice race uh, but regarding your question on the planning i tell sergio what we are going to do definitely every time but uh, sometimes uh, sergio has no idea what he's going to do in two weeks or what's going to be the sessions in two weeks I tell him what we're going to do. Most of the times I send him I send him a summary of the week, what we are going to do. But almost like every day, I send him a message saying what we are going to do. Uh, we don't work that much with uh, with those sometimes training peaks. And we use it sometimes, but not always. I prefer to speak to him and ask him directly how it was, how are you feeling. And depending on the words that he used, I know that the watts were there or the watts were not there. It's much better than just looking at, okay, he did like minus five watts or, well, this time he did five watts more. I don't care about that. It's a matter of just keep going week after week, month after month, year after year, and that's all that matters. Yeah, I agree with you. It's when you know an athlete for 12 years the way you do, that can work quite well. But as a coach, my experience tells me when you don't know the athletes, you depend quite a lot on the data that he tells you and the feedback is not very often um, very accurate. Um, I know that you don't coach only Sergio, you have more athletes. Um, you have the same relationship with the other athletes? Uh, no. You have with no, 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 definitely not. Uh, uh, this type of approach I have with Sergio, I can only have this approach with like one athlete more, not much more. The other ones I trust, like you said, I send the plan, I like to go to check not every session but the main sessions i like to check about the the curves the power curves to check if they i keep telling uh, 
them to, to please send me some message, say how it was, how are you feeling. But I like to go and check how how the the session went, try to check the, the laps on the run, try to check the power, but just to have an idea. I'm not really worried if it's like five watts above or ten watts. I'm more concerned about explaining that how they should approach the the training and how they should read the numbers. So if you want to do like uh, so I don't know maybe 300 watts and you are doing like 250, I say wait, don't push, just quit the session and do like easy training. If it's like minus five, minus ten, don't worry, just don't worry. But if you are not close to the to the to the target, just stop and do an easy. An easy session and rest a little bit. It's better to recover than to to be pushing and being outside of the zone. But that one I prefer. Um, but as you know, I am stepping a little bit down on the coach, on the on the coach training. I am I am I have lots of other professional issues outside triathlon. And um, right now I'm just I have some athletes that I'm I really would like to would like to to help finishing at least one Ironman because there will be a there will be at least one Ironman next year in Portugal in June in Coimbra I don't know if it's going to be the first but that's it will have to if it will be our first Ironman in uh, well it's not an Ironman it's a full distance <laughs> well, I, well 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 I don't I'm not sure I'm not sure yet about anything but if it's going to happen there are some athletes that would like to to finish the race yeah and I would like to help them to finish the race. At least some of them didn't, never did an Ironman, and I would like to help them. Uh, regarding some of the others that already have more experience, well, I will do my best to keep uh, helping them. But uh, probably in the in the couple in the coming two years or so, I will stop training some of the of the athletes. Uh, not because I don't like the athletes, not because I I don't like coaching anymore, but just because I don't have the all the time available that I used to have in the in the past year. So, uh, but uh, re just uh, going back a little bit, I don't train Sergio the same way I train the other ones. Not about the training sessions. They have the same importance. They have the same accuracy. It's not about that. It's about just the way I talk to the athletes. I don't speak to the athletes the same way. Sergio, I know for 15, for 12 years uh, training. Some of the athletes I train like one year or two, so I cannot do the same type of approach. Mm -hmm. um, but it's the same way like traveling with an athlete. I know that you travel sometimes with some athletes. Uh, Serge is one of the guys that you like to travel with and to um, to see and to give him some feedback during the races. Um, is it the same thing with the other athletes? I, I would say no, but... Um, how do you choose the the athletes you want to go with on a trip to the race and to follow the athletes? Well, didn't I, I don't I don't choose the athletes. Actually, it's about it's about being available to travel, and it will depend when they travel. Last year, I I just fly to every race that my athletes were competing on long distance. Everyone except one that I. Could not I, I really could not that was uh, uh, athlete of mine that raced Texas. Uh, it was impossible for, for me to to travel to Texas to to help me in the race. But all the other ones I I just uh, travel with them. I went to to Frankfurt. I went to Hort. Uh, I raced myself in uh, in uh, in Whistler in Canada um, to Spain to Victoria. I went 
almost everywhere in Europe I could go uh, when it's too far away or if I have like other personal or professional um, uh, agenda items I cannot I cannot delay but uh, I don't I don't um, I don't change because of the athlete it's going to do like 14 hours or or eight hours no it's the same to me I I the the kind of feeling that the athletes show when they finish a race those happy that happiness they they show us is is just to me uh, really important uh, I, I keep saying that maybe last year Sergio performance was the best one of one of my athletes uh, you also had a very nice one two years ago in a year in Tallinn I remember that but one of the best performance I had in one of my athletes he did 15 hours and I keep saying that those 15 hours were probably one of the best performance I've ever seen because he did 15 hours but maybe it was very, very close to his best because he was expecting to do like almost seven, 16 hours and he did 15. Uh, I also had some athletes racing the first time. One of them racing 2014 Lanzarote. He could not swim. He almost could not ride, run. And he went to Lanzarote because it was his, his decision. I, I, of course, I didn't find a very nice idea right then. But uh, And he finished. He did everything correct and he finished. He suffered a lot on the running, but he finished. He did 14 hours and it was amazing. So sometimes it's not about the, um, if the athlete is going to do like nine hours or eight hours. Okay, those guys are great. But all the other guys that are racing for 12 hours or 13 hours are great. I've seen last year people that did like 35 kilometers on the marathon saying, I'm going to give up, I'm going to give up, I'm going to give up. And well, I was there. Some friends were there as well, just shouting at them and saying, no, no, you are not. You are going to just walk a little and go after. And they finished. And when they looked back, they said, well, I could do it. I didn't believe I could do it, but I did it. So I, th that kind of, feel it, of feel is, feeling is really, really, really good. And I, that's why I keep going with, uh, with athletes, because I really love athletes, even if they are not my athletes. Last year, I went to Vitoria, and there were like, I don't know, 70, 70 Portuguese athletes. And uh, I didn't know anyone, uh, most, the majority, majority of them. I, there were a lot of other, other coaches, athletes. And I really, it was really nice to be there and cheering them and say, come on, let's go, you can do it. it I like that very much. I like following races. Uh, it's really nice. I love, if I, I had the opportunity, I would fly to every race around the world and where there was a Portuguese and try to, to help them. Even if not, even even not coaching, but be there and and cheering the athletes. I like that very much, very much. One of the the memories I have from my first full distance race was in Challenge Roth, and this kept in my memory for I would say forever. Um, it was you jumping on the top of the Solarberg with a Portuguese flag flag saying, "I love this. You are doing great. Just keep going," and the happiness in your face was was great because. You are someone who really loves this, this sport. And um, I would say that one of the best things you have as a coach is not only the acknowledgement, but the way you can transmit to the others the joy that you have from this sport. And um, also another thing I remember from Roth, but that was two years ago when I went there to, uh, to help um, with the Federation at the time, was one of the athletes was a little bit behind uh, and almost didn't finish the race on time. And I remember that you left the stadium to go and meet the guy and walk with him almost until the finish line. And I'm not sure if you finished with him or not, but I think that you walked with him until the stadium. 
Just make sure that the guy could finish the race. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I remember. I remember. One of them, I went there. I went uh, like the last five kilometers. One of them was my athlete, and he was running. And I decided, okay, just keep going. I'm not. I'm not going with you because you are running. And there was another one that was not my athlete, uh, and um, it was Pedro Gil, uh, I guess. And I went mm -hmm. right down there running uh, to help him to push him going, going there, walking and just say don't stop just keep walking just keep running a little bit and that one was important because he was really 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 bad he was feeling really bad he was really uh lack of with lack of confidence he was going to finish the race we were not very far from the from the um, the time limit uh so he was really afraid he would not finish and i i liked very much to to help him um Actually, I had some problems with that decision because there were uh, there were some people that were waiting for me in another place and I was not there. Uh, yeah, but it was a decision I had to make, and I decided, okay, okay, it's going to be my fault, but I'm going to help the athlete. Um, and uh, I did. I really, I really ran to the to that uh, kilometer 36 or 37, and uh, we went like 4k's walking, running, walking. To make sure that he would finish that cross line, and it's, he finished, and I'm really, really happy. I'm not going to forget that moment anyway. Um, but really, I love, I love this sport. I really love this sport. Um, I wish that uh, this this season that we are living in the last six months is going to to go by, and we are going to look this back and say, well, it was not good, but it's the past. I still believe that some of the races are going to happen in the in the coming in the spring because I don't know this winter, but uh, uh, in the spring I hope because Tallinn will show that when you are racing, if you were, when you are in Ireland, for instance, Lanzarote, you are in the island. If you do this kind of approach test, if you have not many cases on the island, if you do like two tests in a 72 hours, it's it's normal that you are not going to to have any problem and mm -hmm. uh, you when you are in racing uh open air though the probability of getting like infected it's it's uh, lower much lower and i believe it's going it's really possible to do iron man a real iron man i don't mean like virtual iron man i mean real iron man racing and 70.3 as well and all the other all other brands not just the iron man but all other brands of race uh, that uh, organize races and I really wish that 2021 is going to be a normal year, if not perfect, but at least like 75% normal year, and that it will end with uh, with the world championship again. Hot. It's it was really tough to see the decision of Hot to cancel the race, the the race, uh, but they had to. Uh, let's hope that it will come back. And of course, in Portugal, we also have a, a long distance Ironman race. It was not the other one I was telling. That one is private, but this one it's like from uh, from Ironman, and I hope that we it will come back. If not this year, the say the next year, and because there are lots of Portuguese people that have the dream to fulfill and to finish an Ironman race, and they deserve to do it at their home place, and we have a wonderful place there in Cascais, and uh, let's hope that that it will become true next year. I think that we are all hoping for the same. Um, one of my last questions for you, Elder, is um, we know that when someone races an Ironman, the immunity system is going to be down for a while. Aren't you concerned that Sergio, after doing this, will be in, in a more risk of getting, I, I wouldn't say COVID, 
but getting a disease and uh, being more exposed to getting the virus um, than he was before? Yes, actually, that was one of my, my main concerns during these months. I, I told Sergio several times, try to sleep a little bit more, make sure that you, uh, you, you eat well, because, uh, and that's why one of the reasons I didn't push Sergio too much this time, maybe on the running, was because of that. Uh, I wanted to make sure that his immune system was, was okay. And uh, okay, sometimes he had very hard sessions, but it was like one, maybe two in a week. And uh, then we had lots of easier runs and not just the usual interval runs because I wanted to make sure that he used to, he was going to, to be healthy and that he would be ready to race whenever the race would show up. Um, after this race, he's going to stop. We have been actually we were talking about that uh, yesterday. I I asked him to okay, you can do whatever you want. You can ride with your friends. Uh, you can swim with your friends whenever. Just cut a little bit the volume on the run and uh, take time to yourself and do whatever you like. You have a, a young baby. Uh, just just make sure that you you spend lots of time with them and with your wife and. Um, and then just um, do whatever you like and uh, rest a little bit more. And of course, uh, I hope that in the in the first week, maybe two weeks, he will rest really a lot. So to make sure exactly that the immune system is going to perform well. Uh, that's important for everyone, not just for Sergio. We have to make sure. I have been seeing and watching people on the on the Facebook doing like monstrous training sessions with lots of intensity, some of them lots of volume. I hope that they they also can do monster sessions of wrestling because it's really important to, to be ready and not just trying to do more training just because some friend of mine did that on the Facebook, I'm going to do twice. And uh, well, but that's up to, a, to each one and I'm not going to to be to be coach of the world so i'm just advising everyone try to rest and be wise don't don't, don't uh, over, over uh, yeah there's a saying that says turn hard uh, rest harder so yeah that's it that's that's what that's what i keep saying i i, I agree with that anyway Helder, i know that tomorrow is race day i know that you guys need to get some rest because you're going to wake up quite early in the morning I wish you the best of luck for tomorrow. I hope Sergio brings the slot back to Portugal. And I hope that you can um, give him the best feedback and have another joy as a coach like you did for the past years. Mm -hmm. So once again, best of luck. Thank you so much for um, accepting our, our invitation to join this podcast. Um, it was a pleasure. Um, so yeah, best of luck. Thank you, Diog. Thank you very much. I wish all the best to, to training harder. And keep uh, keep doing this kind of interviews and inviting more athletes, coaches, uh, whoever you you think it's important. Because uh, whenever we are speaking and uh, discussing triathlon, it's good for everyone, for coaches, for athletes, for the community, for everyone. Thank you very much. All the best. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. The Believe Strive Achieve podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment and show notes are found at trytrainingharder.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at trytrainingharder. Thanks for listening.
The Believe Strive Achieve podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment and show notes are found at trytrainingharder.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at trytrainingharder. Thanks for listening.